from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, happy Monday and good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. It's Monday, May 15th, 2023. We've got a packed show this morning. I'm calling it Data Breach Monday. Why? Because we've got like four stories around data breaches that have happened over the last three to four days that we'll be talking about, including several critical vulnerabilities and some real significant leadership changes on the U.S. cyber side, as well as some news about China and TikTok, all on this morning's show, so don't go anywhere. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Find us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Make sure to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Go to our YouTube channel and catch all the latest. We're celebrating five years, episode 500 of the show in the next few coming weeks with some big, big announcements coming through. So please make sure to subscribe, please share. And without further ado, join me for a double espresso this morning. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Good morning to everyone tuning in live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Thank you all for being here and let's get the show going. There is a security breach. So a bunch of security breaches today. I won't play that video four times. I'll give it to you once right now and let you know that Toyota is disclosing a multi-decade security breach might be the first of its kind. The breach itself started in January of 2012 and went to April of 2023. That's a total of 11 years. The problem with Toyota was the, the problem with Toyota's cloud-based connected service pertains only to vehicles in Japan at this time. The connected service reminds owners to get maintenance checks and links to streaming entertainment and provides help during emergencies. It can call for help after a crash or locate a car that's been stolen. No issues arising from the, from the breach have been reported so far, although no evidence of any leaked, copied, or misused information has been made due to the breach. The data at risk includes the VIN numbers, um, the location of the vehicle, and what time it was there. Video footage taken by the vehicle known as Drive Recorder in Japan. Such information cannot be used to identify individual owners, according to Toyota, which makes the Prius hybrid and Lexus uh, luxury models. Vehicles belonging to about 2.15 million people have been affected, including those who use net services called G-Link, G-Book, and Connected. Toyota's connected services in Japan is operated by a subsidiary. Until recently, no one noticed outside access to such information should have been turned off. Uh, they're sorry for the trouble this has cost people. That's on Toyota. The popular platform Discord discloses a data breach after a support agent was also uh, hacked. Uh, Discord is notifying users that the data breach occurred after the account of a third-party support agent was compromised. The security breach exposed agent's support ticket queue, which contained user email addresses, message, messages exchanged with Discord support, any, any and any attachment sent as part of those tickets. Discord said they immediately disabled the account once this was discovered. Um, and so it's a small, limited number of users that that specific agent dealt with. But nonetheless, they've had to disclose it, which kind of goes to, to one of the challenges when these types of events take place. Our third data breach for this Data Breach Monday, National Pharmacy Network Pharmerica last week started sending out notifications to more than 5.8 million Americans to disclose a data breach that occurred in March. They're owned by Bright Spring Health, a provider of home and community-based health services, Pharma America operates 2,500 facilities across the U.S. and offers more than 3,100 pharmacy and healthcare programs. On Friday, the Maine Attorney General's Office was notified that personal information of more than 5.8 million individuals was compromised after an, after an unauthorized party accessed 
the computer systems, the personal information compromised is names, addresses, birth dates, social security numbers, health insurance, and medical inf- medication information. Form America's letter doesn't provide details on what and what were the IOCs and TTPs, but here's what the impact of this is. If you're in healthcare, anytime this type of data is compromised, you can bet your sweet tail this has everything to do with insurance fraud, meaning you could see threat actors set up fake uh, fake companies um, or, or fake doctors bill under that patient's name and get paid. And they'll do this in the millions and millions of dollars. The insurance company wouldn't be any of the wiser until someone actually looked at this and said, well, none of this makes sense. Really, let's double check it. And then they do. Now, having all the health information makes sure that they are actually billing the right health uh, um uh, procedures per se for these uh, for these individuals. You as a victim would be clueless to the fact that this is happening. How many people actually look at their insurance billing statement? Uh, very very few, and so likely you'd just be getting payments. And at some point you'd be like, well, why am I having to pay for procedures I've never done? And for the company, this is significant. So. What are some mitigations for this? And, and this is very, very difficult. The insurance business, I don't think, has fully figured this out. But it would probably have to be to update the policy numbers of every single victim. And by updating the policy numbers and sending them out new cards, you would essentially see anything coming on the old policy, and you would double and triple check it, and anything on the new policy would just proceed. Uh, that would be one way to deal with that. The Philadelphia Inquirer, was hit by a cyber breach that caused a major significant disruption to its operations in 27 years due to what they called a cyber attack. The company was working on restoring print operations after the cyber incursion that prevented the printing of the Sunday paper, according to the Inquirer's website. The news operations website was still operational, though updates were slower than normal, according to the Inquirer. The Inquirer publisher, Lisa Hughes, said on Sunday they're currently unable to provide an exact timeline for full restoration we appreciate everyone's patience and understanding as they work to fully restore the systems again no iocs or ttps around these data breaches but the fbi is involved in helping the inquirer recover capta is warning customers that they should assume their data was stolen we reported this data breach several weeks ago and now a business process outsourcing firm capta is warning customers to assume their data was stolen in a cyber attack that affected its systems in early april Almost six weeks after the attack was disclosed, CAPTA warned a university's superannuation scheme, the largest private pension scheme in the UK, to react to the incident under the assumption that their member data was stolen. USSS manages the pension of over 500,000 members from UK universities and higher education institutions, investing 82.2 billion pounds, about $102 billion on their behalf. Gapta told USS that servers accessed by the attackers held roughly 470,000 active, deferred, and retired members' personal information, including names, date of birth, national insurance numbers, and USS member numbers. While Gapta cannot currently confirm if the data was definitely exfiltrated uh, by the attackers, they recommend they work under the assumption it is. They've reported this to the ICO. Black Basta has claimed responsibility for the stolen data. And so it'll be interesting to see how this actually kind of plays out as they continue to investigate and just how severe this was. A WordPress plugin flaw now has an active POC exploit released. Uh, Attackers are actively exploiting a recently fixed vulnerability in the WordPress advanced custom field plugin 
Roughly 24 hours after a proof of concept exploit was made public, the vulnerability in question is CVE 2023-30777, a high severity reflected cross-site scripting flaw that allows unauthenticated attackers to steal sensitive information and escalate their privileges on impacted WordPress sites. The flaw was discovered by PatchStack on May 2nd and was disclosed along with a proof of concept on May 5th, a day after the plugin vendor had released a security update with version 6.1.6. As the Akamai Security Intelligence Group reported yesterday starting May 6th, they've observed significant scanning and exploitation activity using the sample code provided in PatchStack's write-up. The Akamai SIG analyzed XSS attack data and identified attacks starting within 24 hours of the exploit POC being made. What's particularly interesting about this query itself is the threat actor copied and used the patch stack sample code from the write-up, considering that over 1.4 million websites are using the impacted plugin and have not upgraded to the latest version, according to WordPress.org stats. The attackers have a huge attack surface, so if you are running on a WordPress site and you are using this plugin, you want to make sure to update it. In other news, General Paul Nakasone, the head of the NSA and U.S. Cyber Command, is expected to resign from his positions in the coming month, according to the Wall Street Journal. A source who spoke to the news outlet said Nakasone is looking to leave by August or September. It's unclear whether the four-star general is retiring or taking another position in government or moving to the private sector all alone. General Nakasone has been leading the cyber forces since 2018 when he was appointed by President Trump to lead both agencies and coordinate the efforts along cyber. It'll be interesting to see how President Biden deals with this one with um, Director Cybersecurity SAR Ingalls leaving right before the cybersecurity strategy document was released. And now Noxoni indicating he's planning to leave. Um, there's a gap of knowledge here, and we hope that the replacements are just as capable as the two men there. The U.S. is probing. Uh, in an, uh, the U.S. Sorry, the U.S. is actually looking at risks of a Rockwell automation Chinese operation, according to the Wall Street Journal. This information was obtained by publication from documents and officials showed the focus of the investigation is Rockwell's facility in Dalian, China, where employees might have access to information that could be used to compromise the system of the company's customers. China could see Rockwell Automation as a valuable hacking target, considering that the company's products are widely used in critical infrastructure, government, military, and energy sectors in the United States. The Wall Street Journal reported that investigators from the Defense Department, Energy Department, and Justice Department are looking into potential vulnerabilities that could allow China to access systems in the U.S. The investigation is in its early stages, and Rockwell told the Wall Street Journal they have not been made aware of the probe. The industrial giant says it's willing to fully cooperate in case... uh, it's notified of the probe. A memorandum related to the investigation cites a whistleblower claiming that employees working at the Chinese facility are responsible for developing code, offering support, and creating patches for vulnerabilities found in Rockwell products, meaning even they could write a backdoor to a patch. Um, the memorandum also references discussions between Rockwell Automation and energy company Dominion Energy over contract renewals. Discussions reportedly stalled when the energy firm asked for provisions related to data breach reporting third-party security assessments and restrictions on services from countries such as China. So all of this coming through now, and this is going to be extremely significant. And then we'll end with this one. A fired executive from TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, made a raft of accusations against the tech giant on Friday, including that it stole content from competitors like Instagram and Snapchat and served as a propaganda tool for the Chinese Communist Party by suppressing or promoting content favorable for the country's interest. 
The allegations were made in a complaint Friday by Yin Tao Yu, the head of engineering for ByteDance U.S. operation from August 17 to November of 18, as part of a wrongful termination lawsuit filed earlier this month in San Francisco Superior Court. Yu claims he was fired for disclosing wrongful content, conduct he saw at the company. He alleges that Chinese government monitored ByteDance work from within its Beijing headquarters and provided guidance on advancing court communist values. You said government officials had the ability to turn off the Chinese version of ByteDance apps and maintained access to all company data, including information stored in the U.S. ByteDance has not responded. This obviously joins a list of more and more complaints over ByteDance and TikTok. And if you are or know people that are using the app, you sure should you should make sure that they go ahead and turn it off and get it off their devices, or at least segment the risks coming from the app. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow. 9 a.m. live right here on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Tune in. Get all the latest. Thank you all for being here this morning. Thanks for all the great comments. Christopher, Kristen, uh, Brent, Scott, and David, and everyone tuning in on YouTube. Thanks, y'all. Back with more tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.